welcome to the second series of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. I'm really happy to be back making the podcast and I've missed you all so much. Thanks so much for sending me your brilliant questions over the last few months. I'm very excited to listen to them all and to get answering them. Just in case anyone is new to the show, my name is Molly. I'm the original elf on a TV show called QI, which sounds for quite interesting, which your parents might watch. And I wrote questions for the show for 12 years. For all the years, a very clever man called Stephen Fry was the host. Then I had two children of my own and I wanted to make something interesting for them. One day, a little girl called B asked me a question, which was, Can killer whales Talk to blue And I thought, what a brilliant question. And I decided to find out the answer. That question and answer became the first question on everything under the sun. So if you go back to wherever you get your podcasts and scroll back to episode one, you can find out for yourself all about whale and dolphin languages and hear the very first question and answer on everything under the sun. Today, however, we're talking about something very different. We're not talking about things that live in the ocean, but instead, something very high up. We're talking about space. We have three questions about space and a very special guest who is working hard to take humans into space. His name is Richard Branson. Our first question, which is the one Richard is going to answer, is from Ithaca. Hi, Ithaca. Hi, my name is Ifka and I'm three years old and why do rockets go to planets? Thank you, Ifka, for your brilliant question. To answer it for you, here is Sir Richard Branson who founded Virgin Records, Virgin Airways and now Virgin Galactic, which is planning to take people into space so lots and lots of us can visit it. At the moment, only astronauts go to space, but it could well be that in the future, flying to space is as easy as flying from England to Italy is at the moment. To tell us about why rockets fly to planets, which was your question, Ithaca, here is Richard. Hi, Ithaca. It's Richard Branson here. Thank you so much for your great question. Well, the reason rockets fly to space is to explore other planets that exist out there. I think one day we'll have people living on the moon, on Mars, and perhaps in even more far-flung planets. And also people love to go to space just to look back at the beautiful Earth that we live on and have the most incredible experience of a lifetime. Hopefully see you up there one day. Much love, Richard. Thanks so much, Richard, for your brilliant answer. And I hope that answers your question, Ithaca. I hope when you're a bit bigger, you might take a trip into space. Now I have two things to tell you about. The first is that it's nearly Christmas. Woohoo! As you know, we're going to be making a Christmas episode of Everything Under the Sun, which will be out on Friday the 25th of December, which is Christmas Day. Our very special guest for Christmas is going to be one of my favourite writers, Neil Gaiman. Neil wrote Coraline and Stardust, which have both been made into films which you might have seen. He also writes for little children like Pirate Stew and the very best picture books about a sneezing panda called Chew, as well as many, many other books, all kinds of ages, from little kids to grown-ups. 
He was on the very first Everything Under the Sun Christmas episode answering a question from B, which was, can Mrs. Christmas help Father Christmas work out who has been naughty or not? And he gave us a wonderful answer about how lovely Mrs. Christmas is and how you have to thank her if you've been quite naughty, but still get a big stocking full of presents for Christmas because Mrs. Christmas knows that every little child is awesome. Now, Neil Gaiman is going to answer another Christmas question this year, which I'm very, very excited about. But I need something from you. I need an excellent question about Christmas. So I want you all to stop the podcast and sit and think about a question you have about anything to do with Christmas. About Father Christmas, Rudolph, the other reindeers, the elves, what the Christmas family get up to on Christmas Eve, about presents, about stories, about anything to do with Christmas at all. Once you have thought of a question, ask an adult to borrow their smartphone and record yourself saying your name, your age, a bit about yourself, and then ask me your Christmas question. I'll choose one I love for Neil Gaiman to answer on Christmas Day. Hooray! So stop the podcast and get recording your Christmas questions. I look forward to hearing your Christmas questions. We also very excitingly have a competition. It's to win a Tony's box. This week, Everything Under the Sun is sponsored by Tony's and they are something we love and have at home. Tony's boxes are audio players and Tony's are little characters that come preloaded with stories and songs. There are all kinds of Tonys, from Peppa Pig and the Jungle Book Tony to Stickman and Zog Tonys. We like the ones with lots of nursery rhymes and lullabies, and this Christmas we will definitely be listening to the Snowman Tony. Now, if you'd like to win a Tony starter box, which you can play your Tonys on, and a Creative Tony, which you can load up with any audio you like, just using the Creative Tonys free app, then enter our competition. You'll be able to get your relatives you can't see at Christmas this year to load stories onto your creative Tony. And you can even load up episodes of Everything Under the Sun to listen to on your Tony box whenever you like without having to borrow anyone's laptop or phone or anything like that. You'll have your own Tony's box to listen to. Now, to enter the competition, I want you to send in your impressions of a rocket flying to space. The very best rocket flying to space will win a Tony box. We'll find out the winner on next Friday's episode of Everything Under the Sun, when our special guest will be the artist Grayson Perry. So get sending me in your rockets flying to space. Right, on with the show. Our next question is about something else that can leave planet Earth and head up towards space. It's not about rockets, it's about balloons. And it comes from Benji. Over to Benji. I'm Molly. I'm Benji Kenny. I'm six and I live in Motawaka, New Zealand. I like dogs and lambs. My question is, if you let go of a helium balloon, would it go all the way into space through the atmosphere? Hi Benji, thanks for your excellent question. The answer is no. If you let a helium balloon go outside, it will float upwards and upwards and upwards and it might look like it's heading towards space, but actually it will burst at around 10 kilometres above the Earth. This is because the helium gas in the balloon gets bigger and bigger as the balloon rises and as pressure in the air gets less. As the balloon heads upwards, the combination of these two things makes it go pop! 
and burst into lots of pieces. Helium is a gas that has no colour or smell, and if you light it, it won't burst into flame. It is the second commonest element in the universe, making up 25% of the universe. But here on Earth, it is a very rare element. Most of the world's helium supply comes from natural gas wells in western Texas. If you breathe in helium, your voice sounds high, because sound travels faster through it. And this increases the frequency, but not the pitch. The opposite effect, a really deep voice. You can inhale a gas called xenon, but please don't try this at home, whatever you do. In 2001, a man named Ian Ashpole from Ross-on-Wye beat the world altitude record for a person tied to a helium-filled party balloon. Or two. In fact, 600 helium balloons. And he flew up to 11,000 feet. Then, so many of his balloons began to pop, it sounded like a machine gun was going off. And he had to parachute back to safety in Cambridgeshire. Ian Ashpole said he got the idea when he was a little boy. He watched a film called The Red Balloon in which a boy floats off tied to balloons and ever since then he wanted to do it too. As well as ballooning, Ashpole holds records for tightrope walking between balloons, bungee jumping and rappelling. I hope that answers your question, Benji. If you have a question you would like answered on the show, all you have to do is ask an adult to borrow their smartphone. Then say your name, your age, a bit about yourself and send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. And now for our third question, which is about something that isn't a rocket, but can make it to space. It's about satellites and it comes from Elijah. Hi, Elijah. I'm Molly, I'm Elijah and I'm seven years old. And I like karate, skateboarding and playing with my friends. And my question is, how many satellites are there in space? Hi Elijah, thanks so much for sending in such a wonderful question. Well, we know roughly how many satellites there are in space because there is a record of them all called the Online Index of Objects Launched Into Outer Space and it's kept by the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs. I just checked it and at the moment there are 4,635 known satellites orbiting the Earth. So what are all these satellites up to? Well, about 40% of them are doing things like making your TV work with lots of interesting programs, mapping the Earth, or doing science. And can you believe it? Around 3,100 of them aren't working properly, so are just whizzing about in space doing nothing at all. The first object launched into space was called Sputnik 1. This was on the 4th of October, 1957. Sputnik 1 looks like a round ball the size of a beach ball with four spikes coming off of it. Two of these spikes are antennas. Sputnik 1 orbited around the Earth for three weeks until its batteries ran out. Then it orbited for two more months before falling back into Earth's atmosphere where it burned up. While its batteries were working, Sputnik 1 sent out radio signals which people picked up on Earth. Did you know the name Sputnik is a Russian word that means spouse, that means husband or wife, or someone travelling the same way as you, or a travelling companion? That's what Sputnik means. The number of satellites launched each year slowly grew and grew, and now the number is pretty huge. In the last three years, around 1,919 satellites were launched into space, and this is set to grow. America has the most satellites in space, followed by China, Russia, the UK, and then Japan. It is possible to see satellites when you're looking up at the night sky. 
If you see a bright object moving across the sky, it could well be the International Space Station. Just imagine the people on it looking down at Earth. Or it could be a satellite. Make sure it's not just a plane. I hope that answers your question, Elijah, and thanks for sending it in. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to the wonderful Richard Branson for talking to us about rockets and why they fly to space. And a big thank you to Ithaca, Benji and Elijah for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and audio networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. And remember, if you have a question you would like answered on the show, all you have to do is ask an adult to record you asking it. Ask them to borrow their smartphone, open the voice recording app and record yourself saying your name, your age, a bit about yourself and ask me your question. And ask them to email it to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. I can't wait to hear all of your questions. I really need some about Christmas, so quick, send them in. Also, if you like the show, do remember to rate it and leave a lovely review wherever you listen to your podcast and send this episode to all of your friends and get them to listen. Next week, our expert guest is going to be Grace and Perry, so do get subscribing to the show to get that as soon as it goes live. We have some new socials your parents or teachers can follow, which are on Instagram at everything under the sun pod and on Twitter at everything UTS and on Facebook, Holly Oldfield Everything Under the Sun podcast. So do check those out. I also want to let you know about the beautiful Everything Under the Sun book. A few of you have written to me to ask about when it's coming out. It has been pushed back to next Christmas because there are 12 illustrators working on it at the moment, turning it into one of the most beautiful books I have ever seen. So it's going to be well worth the wait for Christmas next year. But you can pre-order it if you want to buy a present for your future self right now. Go to wherever you like to get your books, maybe Waterstones, and search for Everything Under the Sun by Molly Oldfield and you'll find it. For now, I do have three other books out. One is for grown-ups called The Secret Museum. The other two are for children. Wonders of the World's Museums and Natural Wonders of the World. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Do check out the website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk for more info. And I hope you all have a lovely, lovely week. Make sure you get outside one night this week and look up at the night sky and see if you can see any satellites or maybe even a rocket flying through space. Thank you and goodbye. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. <laughs> this is Saving Planet Earth, available wherever you get your podcasts.